0: and welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. Now, I'm flying solo on this episode, unfortunately, because Gemma has been hit with a rather large truckload of work that she has to get on with. But, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I'm doing pretty well. I'm being joined on this episode by our wonderful, talented, brilliant cosplayer amongst many, many of the wonderful other skills this lady has. Uh, so I'm lucky to have Emma Yeah, I'm hope... Now, for the for the people listening, I'm really hoping I got that right, because we have just done a test of me trying to pronounce this lady's surname correctly, and I think I probably got it wrong on the recording. Emma, um, have I got it wrong?
1: I, it, it's all right. It's milenio, but yeah, it's really difficult to pronounce, so it, it's all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, firstly, thank you for coming on. Welcome to Talking Codswallop.
1: Well, thank uh, you for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure. Please tell the Salty tabbles, which is the nickname for our listeners, all about yourself.
1: Right. So I'm Emma. Uh, I am French. Uh, I've been living in Scotland for the last 10 years. So I'm really sorry if my accent is kind of strange. (laughs) It's a bit of a mixture of like Scottish (laughs) and French. And so if you don't understand me, please let me know. Um, but yeah, I'm a video game tester. This is my eight to five job. I, I am also a graphic designer, a prop maker, and a cosplayer, and a prop collector by extension.
0: <laughs> and I can hear the, the, I can hear both kind of little lilt in your affectation mm. to the accent, uh, which are wonderful to me because I've got Scottish family, so it's.
1: I do. It's always, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's always good to hear. you. Obviously, you were saying you know there's you, you've got uh, you are french and scotland mm. uh so what where did you grow up what was your background please
1: uh so i grew up in a city called avignon which is in the southeast i don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever been james <laughs>
0: i've not been i've been to france but i've not been there i'm afraid yes
1: so. so it's it's lovely it's like a little medieval city down uh in the southeast of france um there was uh, it's it's full of history it's actually really lovely um there's, uh, what we call the Palais des Papes, which is, uh, the castle of the popes. And this is where the nine popes used to live. And it's, it has like a beautiful history. And, um, there's, uh, <laughs> this broken bridge that is broken in half. Um, mm-hmm. and there's like a little song that people, uh, uh, aff- affiliates to it. Um, and I think like most of the, uh, English speaking countries actually teach that song for some obscure reasons. But yeah. <laughs> so can this you, is why Can I...
0: you tell me what the song is, please? Oh
1: my god. <laughs> so it goes Sur le Pont d'Avignon, on I dance, on y dance sur le pont d'Avignon, on y danse tous en rang.
0: See you've got a nice singing voice. Most people who like hesitate. Uh, the word are going to sound bad. No, that's you. Good. Don't worry. I've heard some real, real, real bad examples of you, <laughs> my own included. So don't worry.
1: I I used to sing when I was actually much younger. I had I went I was into a few bands. Uh, uh yeah, it's one of those things I also do. I, I like doing music, but it's obviously I feel like cosplaying has kind of like took over. Please, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I I'm from Avignon. Um. I started uh studying uh in Avignon um at university. I did foreign applied languages. So I was mm-hmm. learning uh uh English and Spanish. So I'm trilingual. Mm-hmm. And uh it was really interesting, but it was very uh kind of like a business course and wasn't really something I was really interested in. So I did maybe a bit at some maybe two years and a half of that. And the good thing about, um uh, doing this course is that a lot of people, uh, like a lot of exchange students were coming, uh, to, uh, uh Avignon for this. Yes. And so I met a lot of like people from, you know, the US and uh, the UK. And so I had all of these friends from different backgrounds. And, uh, and then I had one of my Scottish friends that was like, uh, you know that you can actually uh, uh, study in Scotland for free because you you're European, you know, before mm-hmm. Brexit, <laughs> so something before you could that,
0: do. before that, yeah, that, <laughs> that uh, how, oh, yeah. Well, let's not get too political. Yeah, we probably both have a very yeah, yes. similar view on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. So uh, I was like, this is amazing because the thing is that I I did foreign applied languages because it was, I did, I did that by default because it was something, you know, that you could, uh, you could do straight away after uh, high school. And, but the thing is that in France, we don't really have uh, specific, specific courses. So like, if I want to do graphic design, I would have to go to school like an expensive school, uh, but university was free. Uh, most of the time it is anyway. And uh and so we don't have colleges. Um and so when I learned that you could do graphic design in Scotland, I was like, okay, this is this is something that I always wanted to do. So like <laughs> I'm sorry mom. Bye. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so I packed my bags as soon as I had interviews for a graphic design course. Um I went uh in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did, uh, three years of graphic design, uh, in, in college in Glasgow. And then I went to university in Edinburgh and I did three years there. And so I, I must have like four diplomas in graphic design, but yeah. That's
0: very good. That's very impressive. And when you were younger, did you? You know, was graphic design something or, or that kind of area? Was that something that interested you as a, a child? What, what was your kind of plan? What did you want to grow up as they say and become?
1: So, um, I think I always had these artistic touch. Like I would always draw. I would always do something with my hands. You know, it, it, it felt really organic to me. Like to, to, I had to keep my mind creative, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think maybe around the age of 12 years old, I decided to, uh, in high school, I mean, in middle school and high school, you yes. can do these extensions of like courses where you can pick arts, you know. And so, yeah, I I definitely chose arts. <laughs> it's something I kind of like try to expand my knowledge about. And uh, I think when I was in high school, I started Um, using photoshop and you know adobe softwares and i was like this is it you know this is i absolutely love doing this and yeah so i i always knew i wanted to do something in arts uh, but obviously graphic design is something that came kind of uh through uh uh, the years of you know high school and middle school Mm and yeah
0: and, and how did you find yourself getting into your actual employment, your actual role that you do, you know, your job, your full-time
1: uh, job? So, yeah, so video game tester. Yeah, this is, I mean, I, I'm saying that, but maybe when I was five years old, it's definitely a job I must have uh, told my brother that I wanted to do.
0: <laughs> I think, uh, to be honest, I think for most, most kids, that's their kind of dream idea mm, of a job. So how? Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. But it, it's yeah, it's it feels so surreal to do that because it's obviously I, my brother and I, uh, we we grew up in the '90s and you know it's it's like the years where the video game uh, you know, industry really started to bloom yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah and have all of these different platforms and all these different video games and you know like the arrival of the internet and what that impacted on uh, the way of uh, playing video games with others and things like that. And so, uh, so yeah, I I grew up in this, uh, kind of universe and, uh, my dad was also a video game player. So people don't believe me when I I, I tell them I started with a Commodore 64, but I really did, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's just insane. You have like to put this tape, you have to enter a code and start playing. And it's just, yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I I love like the, the technology that went behind, you know, the evolution of video games. And, um, and so, yeah. And when I was doing my studies, I uh, obviously needed to pay my rent and I started to look up for jobs uh, in the area. And to my surprise, there was uh, a video game company that was looking for French native uh, to mm-hmm. be able to test their video games in French. And, uh, and so, yeah, I went and I passed because I speak French. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I started uh, testing video games and, uh, since since then, I I so I was going for summers because obviously I, I did a, um, uh, I had a zero hour contract, so it was really yes. uh, flexible, and I could study and then go to work if I wanted to. And when I finished my studies, I was like, I need something quick. You know, the video game in, uh, the graphic design industry is very competitive, so like if I wanted to be able to pay my rent uh, <laughs> quickly, uh, mm-hmm. I had I, I needed to find a job. And I was like, you know what? These people know me. I've been working for them. They like me. I know the job, and that's it. So I, I just started working full-time for them. And then, yeah, and I'm still working.
0: <laughs> well, That's that's brilliant. And it, just circling back to what you were saying about kind of the changes in kind of the video game, mm. video games in general, if you look at the kind of jump that you had from a period mm. in, say, I mean, the very, very late 80s going to the early 90s, mm. this huge kind of jump in technology, things mm. like the internet as well. There's going to be a yes. whole generation of people who... The the raised on it, they can have no idea. Because you know, I, I remember when the internet kind of hit. Um I was probably in my like mid to late teens, and it was, yeah, quite a thing. It mm-hmm. became this big opened up thing, and you saw a huge change in like games and consoles. Um aging myself, I started out on a spectrum. So that
1: Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I do know this, but I do play the spectrum, but mm-hmm. yes, this is this is ah oh, this is amazing. Like
0: <laughs> what? Well, in my defense, I was very, very young at that point when I got the Spectrum, but yes, I do remember the Spectrum. <laughs>
1: mm, they do go for quite a bit now. <laughs> it's been t- and unfortunately, yeah,
0: unfortunately I got rid of it at a very, very oh, no. low price.
1: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: The answer to that is the ignorance <laughs> of youth. Um,
1: um, I mean, I, I it's... I have so many games that, yeah, I must have sold for such a cheap price. So yeah, it's, uh, I guess this is how it is. Like you don't really realize what you got <laughs> until exactly. you got rid of it. And it's really funny that the, like the vintage as it is now became so expensive. <laughs> it's, it's just insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and when I'm looking back at sort like the Amiga system that I want, mm. well, I still got it. But you look back at that, and it's like the sun booming there in the market again. It's, I guess, everything comes full circle.
1: Exactly. I mean, uh, Nintendo has been producing, you know, like smaller version of the NES and yeah. the NES, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're bringing back all of their old games to the Switch. It's just, you know, they know that the retro is working, so yeah, why not?
0: Absolutely. With regard to your work. Of the, mm-hmm. the video game work. What is the most rewarding and challenging aspects of that role?
1: I mean, uh, so I'm under NDA, so I can't really tell you the specifics of what I'm doing. But it's very interesting because um, obviously the way that it works is that my company is getting contracted by big clients. And mm-hmm. so they send us the games, uh in my case, in French, and obviously I have to mm-hmm. test the game, making sure that, you know, everything's fine. But, uh, the, the good aspect of that is that, uh, my, I'm working in teams and the teams mm-hmm. is usually composed of, uh, you know, an Italian, an English, uh, Spanish, you name it, Korean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, really? it's just so, in- yeah, it's so interesting because you get to meet like so many people from different backgrounds and uh, also, you know, you get to see really uh what it entails to like test a video game and you know the the behind the scene of the industry and how you know the clients communicate and how a game is made uh really which is extremely interesting and um and on top of that you get your name in the credits. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is very cool. Uh, yes. But obviously there's like the I I would say the challenging aspect of that is just the video game industries, uh i mean it, it's really tight deadlines like sometimes you have to work on a video game for a month and that's it you know and uh, it's this i mean I, I guess every kind of work has a deadline yes but yeah video game industries is, they have really tight deadlines they <laughs> yeah. don't joke about it but yeah
0: and do you but, get any do you get any freebies from the job
1: Oh, sometimes it really depends on the client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they would give us uh, their games once we we finish it, but it's just there's so many people working on these games, like so many, you know. (laughs) It's like different teams. Obviously, there's like the developers and the creators and the marketing team. And, I mean, if they had to give their games to everybody. (laughs) They'd
0: probably bankrupt themselves. Yes,
1: (laughs) exactly. But um, but some, sometimes they do, obviously, and um, mm-hmm. you know they they. I mean, the good thing is that this company, because I've been in this company for so long now, so they called Paul to Win. Um mm-hmm. and I've been in this company for so long now. They they, I could see uh, how they expanded uh, their repertoire of clients and video games, and yeah, it's really interesting to see also like a company evolving while you're in it, you know. So. Yeah.
0: No, I can imagine it will be wonderful to just kind of see the change and growth, I guess. Oh, of The definitely. kind of the products that are coming out. And obviously, nothing, I mean, nothing in life, particularly stay stationary. But as we kind of said earlier, <laughs> as a layman, I can only imagine seeing, seeing this sheer number of kind of changes and alterations to the industry mm. and the products that are coming out will be very rewarding.
1: Oh, definitely. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I became aware of you through seeing these wonderful kind of cosplays you've done, but you also do a prop replicas, so which of these did you first kind of um, start with getting involved with, and the I guess the big question I is, how did you get involved and w- what interested you for getting into both those areas?
1: Um, so cosplays definitely uh, was the first thing that I've done, uh, I must have been 15 years old um, yeah, so in France, we had a lot of conventions at the time and mostly about anime. Uh, so like Japanese cartoons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, so yeah, it, I think cosplays, uh, cosplaying anime characters really like started my fire, I would say, <laughs> because they, they're so, um, you know, Japanese designs are, are so well made and they always yes. have, yeah, they always have like such a different, uh, aspects of like uh, looks and design, and you know, the it, it's so different in terms of like uh, styling characters, I would say.
0: Yeah, um, and a, a lot of it's incredibly eye catching. I mean, the first kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I, I mean, I think it was the anime kind of area was for me, it was things like uh, the Helsing characters. I don't know if you're familiar oh, yes. with them, but, yes. but that, oh, uh, well, we, we can discuss that if you, if oh you my gosh. know of it. Uh, <laughs> That but, was kind of like my first ever taste when I was at university, that kind of, that area. And I was hooked. I thought it was like an amazing thing. So I've never seen anything like it before.
1: Yes, they, they're just so stylized, you know. And uh, and I don't know what is it in Japan, like, like the way they create these arts. But, mm. uh, yeah, they, they know how to stylize people. And, uh, and, yeah, so obviously, like you said, it's very eye-catching. So when you see a character that's like, oh, this is this character is really cool. I want to be this character. Do yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. um so this is how it started. Uh but definitely as I grew up, I started to be really uh into movies, but like American movies this time and uh I it, like I think people it's really funny because I feel like people don't really realize of the work that goes into a movie sometimes. And mm-hmm yeah and as soon as I really started to like you know uh grow my creative process uh as an artist, I just started to realize all these things you know I would look at the in the backgrounds and be like i who thought about putting this item over there, do you know and things like that which is yeah and uh and I started really to get interested in props and uh I was like that would be really something uh really cool to make because First of all, like I said earlier, I love practical design <laughs> mm-hmm. and I love like being able to work with my hands. And, um, so it was something I could kind of, uh, you know, work on uh, as an artist. And, um, so yeah, I thought it was really interesting, uh, to be able to do that. So yeah, cosplay came first, <laughs> props came after that. And obviously now they kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a mix and match i I do both
0: when it comes to kind of your cosplay which uh well what was your first because you seem like it was kind of anime stuff what mm. was your first cosplay i'm intrigued to know
1: so it was from uh an anime called death knot i i had cosplayed l mm-hmm. yeah i have so, heard of that yeah yeah mm is really good. But the character itself is really simple because obviously I feel like when you're fifteen years old you don't really have money, (laughs) you know, you don't really exactly know what you're doing. Yes. So I was like this is a simple simple character, but obviously again, really stylized. You know, he had like a special um like a specific haircut and a kind of like um you know a posture that was a bit different and but it only had like a white jumper and a jeans and I was like, this is perfect. I'll do that. <laughs> it's fun. All of my friends are into Death Note as well. So I can go I, I can do a group um, you know, <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> and and I went to conventions like that. And uh, it was really, really fun. So yeah, this is it was from Death Note. And I did a few characters after that from the same anime. Uh and then I jumped into uh Ramona from Scott Pilgrim. Uh, she was probably my second uh cosplay
0: and uh, when you look back at the kind of first cause you know your first cosplay do you well how do you view it as someone because you've obviously come on leaps and bounds in going into these things do you look at it with a critical eye or do you look and think hey that was brilliant that's where it all started
1: i mean i'll be honest it, it looked pretty good for what i had <laughs>
0: well I, I don't doubt it
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need to uh, yeah i need to like take these pictures out again because i don't think th- there might be a few on the internet but i don't know where they are but um yeah it was fairly decent uh so yeah it's, it's just funny to see how long uh you know it's i mean i'm 32 years old right now so it it feels like a very long time <laughs> and uh but it's really funny to see the progress and you know all the skills i acquired and it all started from there you know and uh so yeah definitely a funny time <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's i was i mean because i was going to ask the question and i suspect the answer will probably be, i mean you kind of hit on it with time and putting things together but what w- when I talk to Joanne, who's, you know, a friend of the show and has, has been on our show, she does cosplay herself. And what always amazes me is the sheer intricacy of putting things together, the amount mm-hmm. of time that that she will spend putting putting items together. Just it it astounds me that that she has the patience to do it and the things she creates. So I'm probably leading with this question, but what would you say is the biggest challenge for creating a cosplay for you?
1: Oh, definitely time and money. So yeah. <laughs> the thing is, so <laughs> money is one thing because obviously when you create, you you need to have these tools, you know, to help you mm-hmm. create. So you know, it, it can be fil- filaments for your three D printer, it can be paint, it can be, you know, uh, anything, paper, clothes. But um, but time is <laughs> when you have an a to five job, yeah, uh, time is very precious. <Yes>. So, you know, I work from Monday to Friday. Uh, I know video game tester sounds amazing on paper, but it's very tedious, it's a lot of work. Mm. And uh, so when I'm done with work, I usually work out and then, you know, and relax. But I, and on weekends, obviously, I need to have a social life. So I try to see my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really hard to allocate time for this sometimes. It, yeah. But like, you know, cosplays, like Kylie from Extreme Ghostbusters, that took me maybe six months to finish because I had to allocate the time for it. So this is definitely one of the biggest challenge for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I'm very glad you brought that one up because when I saw your cosplayers Kylie, it just blew my mind because that was just unbelievably good. Mm thank you it,
1: it's and i'm so glad that it got so much attention because now i got to do i actually did a podcast for tara strong uh for our wow. ship it show
0: <laughs> wow
1: is, i know which is insane
0: <laughs> god that's brilliant
1: she's amazing and but yeah as soon as she saw my cosplay she was like okay i, I you inspired me to do this show right now because like this is amazing, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> but really. it's but this this is a great thing about the internet and like Instagram and social media It's just like you managed to reach people that you would never have thought you could reach, you know, and it's like all these untenable people uh you're like uh, how how did you find me <laughs> Do you know what I mean." <laughs> And the, it, it was the same with, uh, Edgar Wright. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. his director. Oh, so yeah, I know Edgar Wright. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a cosplay of, uh, Sandy from Last Night in Soho, which one, which is his latest horror movie that is done.
0: Yeah.
1: And he saw my cosplay and he literally posted it on his wall. <laughs> and uh, then yeah. I went down to London and made a little video of my, uh, like of, Sandy and Ellie uh, from uh, his movie, and you know, found all of the locations where he filmed, and so I did like a few videos, and and so I put up a video together for this, posted on my wall, and he was like, he found it again, and he was just amazed by it, and he decided to repost it on his wall again, and I was like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Are we friends? Because I wish we could be. <laughs>
0: It's an indicator of how good your cosplay work is. Um, I have, I myself have also seen the Sandy one uh, and the videos, and it blew my mind because you look so much like her. It was, <laughs> Thank you. It, it was, you know, I was mentioning this to somebody before we shared the recording. I said, you've got to see Emma's stuff. I said, because in some circumstances it's like she's just been taken from the page sort of thing it's that it's that close to it
1: Uh, i really appreciate it thank you i mean i'm really trying to you know uh, immerse myself into the character and obviously that plays a little bit with makeup um but it's yeah it's yeah i'm so happy you say that it really really touched me thank you (laughs)
0: my pleasure so uh I really must stop using that word so so much, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when it I've done it again, but when it comes to the cosplay of Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. is Ghostbusters something that particularly interests you? I am just to explain a fan of the, the Ghostbusters uh, sort of universe myself.
1: Yes, so I I always been a fan of Ghostbusters. I always loved that movie. I watched it obviously I wasn't born when (laughs) when the movie came out (laughs) and so I watched it maybe when I was a bit after 10 years old and yeah I just absolutely loved it like love the universe love the comedy you know love the special effects and it's it blew my mind and it's just so funny that I managed to like find my community (laughs) with Ghostbusters and um but I, I love the movie, but my fiance was really into Ghostbusters, kind of amplified it.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to say you said that because I was worried for a minute you'd say, you know, your fiance hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: He's really into Ghostbusters as well. And so, but yeah, on top of Kelly, I have all these other outfits. Like I'm, I have the Ghostbusters one, Jam Ghostbusters two. I obviously cosplay Dana, uh, Janine. Um, I mean, Dana Azul. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah,
1: yeah. uh, yeah, and acquired all of these props along that. So, uh, the gizmo f- for the belt, you know, the proton packs and, uh, the walkie talkie. And yeah, it's it, obviously it comes with a lot of like props around, uh, the costume, which is, which I love. It's, yeah, it really makes it, um, you know, it's just amazing An amazing design. It's just so simple, but at the same time, it's, <laughs> it's so intricate. Do you know what I mean?
0: For me, for the the Ghostbusters kind of family, my first I'd been to the first ever convention I ever attended was actually a Star Trek one. But mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw, you know, people who were fans that just blew my mind was when mm-hmm. I met Ghostbusters fans because the dedication.
1: It's insane. <laughs> it's
0: it, it it is insane. And the yeah I will never forget when I was at a uh, there was a, a a convention in Manchester and Ernie Hudson and Jennifer Runyon was there and other people were at it. But I was mm. seeing people in costume that just brought me to sort of a halt because it was just like meeting somebody from the film.
1: Right, <laughs> it, yes. It was,
0: it was unbelievable.
1: It's just so funny that Ghostbusters kind of became um, – It's there's like different communi- communities for it, you know, mm. like you would have – Depending on where you're living, you would have a group of Ghostbusters. And the good thing about this movie is it's just like anybody can be a Ghostbusters, it doesn't matter yeah. where you are. And uh and I think this this is really uh it started to branch out all kind of possibilities and I, I know a lot of the groups do charity works, which is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. And uh yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic.
0: It is quite amazing, uh, mm. to, to, to see what it, it has become. Cause I always kind of, I was talking to about this saying for a while, if you look at Ghostbusters, it's been exceptionally successful. But mm. for a while, it was basically really on just two films and a yes. cartoon that people of only a certain age would remember but it was still going, it was still getting people's attention. That's a hell of a thing. And yeah. if you also look at the idea, of, if someone had gone to you with a script, idea of Ghostbusters, you know, if you're going to be honest and say, well, we're going to make a film, it's going to be a comedy, it's going to be about scientists who trap ghosts, you'd probably look at it and go, really? Are you <laughs> sure this is going to work? Oh, I mean, I actually said that to Ernie Hudson.
1: <laughs> oh, <no, laughs> really? You know,
0: being, yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, he was okay with me. Yeah, he's so sweet. I met him. It's so funny because I met him in a convention uh, in France. It it, it was um, in Toulouse, uh, Southwest. Mm -hmm. And it was an anime convention. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like nobody really knew who he was. And (laughs) it broke my heart.
0: (laughs) That's terrible.
1: (laughs) So I went there. And I didn't, I, I didn't check the guests, you know, when I went there. Cause like, you know, it, it was a bunch of friends who dragged me into a convention. So I didn't know who was there. And I mm-hmm. literally, as soon as I seen him, I stopped and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just, just sweetest. It's so nice. Incredibly nice. So, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like he came back to, um, the US Ghostbusters and he had such a, Pirateau role because he's, he's amazing like <laughs> I, yeah absolutely love him
0: so out of all the Ghostbusters films what is your which is your favorite
1: I mean the or first do you love one. them all yeah I, I mean <laughs> I like the first one the most mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, the more it, you know the more I watch the second movie and the more I like it like mm-hmm. it's one of this thing you know uh, I mean yeah the two first movies are like absolutely fantastic yeah. And, I mean, Afterlife did, was amazing.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy the all female one?
1: <laughs> I knew that would come. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, I love the cast. I love the mm-hmm. props. I love the special effects, but the writing wasn't there for me. I feel like it definitely missed something. Yeah. It's such a shame because I love the idea of an all female, you know, cast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And uh, but the script wasn't—I feel like wasn't up to standards. I would say for the community. <laughs> but
0: uh, That's it. that's a fair a fair description of it. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a fair a fair way to describe
1: it. <laughs> yes, it's it's such a shame, but
0: but, but I just just say this one, Robin. It's all right. Slimer was brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: I mean, Afterlife just absolutely blew my socks off. I was mm. just. I, I can admit this. I, I did get a, a bit emotional, you know, uh, oh, yes. manly Are tears.
1: We, <laughs> oh, we all cried at the cinema theater. <laughs> like we all cried.
0: I think my concern was I cried from the start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's just so beautiful what they've done, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it. I feel like they could have have done it any other way. Like it, mm. it was just perfect from start to finish. Yeah.
0: And of course, we've got the other one starting up. I believe in London fairly soon. They might have even started yes, filming. Yes,
1: that's right. Um, yeah, I think they brought the the, the car down to London.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, who knows?
0: Maybe we'll be able to become extras, and it'll be a, a deluge Ooh. of Ghostbusters fans <laughs> down there.
1: <laughs> oh my god! If I start filming outside, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> going to be insane.
0: To be fair, I would expect them to be filming something in Glasgow because there's been such a glut of films that have been, you know, the yes. American productions have been over the, the past yes. few years. Yeah. Uh, I
1: it can't. it be- Glasgow became a little New York, like because obviously the architecture is so similar.
0: Oh, it's but, yeah, perfect. Yes. So
1: yeah. So we has all of the <laughs> it, it yeah, it became a Gotham uh, mm-hmm. the, it's the Gotham City now. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: They had the Flash Batman Batgirl, which I'm really mad about by the way, that I cancelled that. Um, but it was absolutely amazing because when were they doing these uh, uh, while well, they were making the sets for all these movies, you could literally walk through them until they were kind of finished because obviously they, you know they had to let the shop run and you know, the people go to their flats and whatnot. And so before they finished the set, I literally walked in the set of like Batgirl and I walked wow. into the set of in Jenna Jones and I was like, oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yes,
1: I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Can I stay here? <laughs> but I, it, yeah, it was just absolutely incredible. And you get to see all these, obviously. Uh, g- the thing is that they don't really, uh, uh, you know, they, they they have to block the streets, but they yes. don't really block it to... Uh, as far as they sh- as they should, and all the people usually get to see, you know, behind the scenes, which is absolutely insane. Like I've seen the, <clears throat> I've seen like the 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 bike chase in Indiana Jones Five already. Like I know how it's gonna happen. <laughs> it was just insane, but yeah, it's amazing. Like, so I, you, yeah,
0: you will be sat in the cinema going, "Yep, I remember that part." I remember <laughs> yes, that part.
1: <laughs> I was there. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh.
0: speaking of Glasgow, I you were you you attended this. I unfortunately was not able to, but there was a Ghostbusters event in Glasgow.
1: Yes, that's uh, right.
0: That you were at that I had uh, unfortunately wasn't able to to Ectocon. attend. But mm-hmm. it was Ectocon was something amazing, and you mm. went as Janine from Ghostbusters too. Yeah, that's as, right. From what I believe, I saw some pictures and that's one that <laughs> i have never really seen anybody cosplaying as. And that was really, really cool. Really
1: which, cool. Which is so weird because you think like, I feel like Janine is such, uh, like a character that everybody, everybody loves, you know, yes. she's yes. like the female character that <laughs> you know, everybody's gushing about, you know, it's just, she's absolutely amazing. And, uh, and it's so weird to not see that many Janine cosplays ever. Mm. Like, I mean, I understand that it's much cooler to have the jumpsuit and all of these stuff hanging, you know, on your belt. And, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just she's such a cool character. Like, we need more Janine, these people. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely agreed. But yeah, it was a very cool costume. As you yes. said, it's not one you normally see. So,
1: yeah, definitely, uh, and uh, it was definitely more complicated than it seems to like find the right pieces.
0: <laughs> so, what like, was the most challenging part of going as Janine? You know, a, a, of the the second Ghostbusters?
1: Oh, uh, the challenging clothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, the jacket is actually really hard to like. You would think it would be easy to find a little part jacket that is kind of like the ones that Janine wears, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, really hard to find that. Um, but, yeah, once I got everything, it was, it, yeah, it was such a delight to walk around <laughs> because there's uh, troops, you know. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Jacket was kind of difficult to find.
0: Excellent. And I bet you probably, because you it's such, such a unique character to see people dressed as you're probably one of the most popular people to have the picture with.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I had my picture taken a few times. And it was really cool because they had uh the voiceover of Janine from the real gospel. So it's...
0: Laura. Yeah, Laura, Laura. Laura wasn't yes, awesome yeah, right.
1: yeah. And uh yeah, it was just so funny. <laughs> to get <your> pictures together.
0: <laughs> On cosplays, Gemma wanted me to ask this question. Is there any cosplay you've always wanted to do that you've not been able to do yet?
1: Ooh, yeah, and. Um... Oh, that's tough. I would say maybe Samus from Metroid Prime, <laughs> which is a character from a video game. She has this amazing, massive armor uh, like this big orange armor and like, these big shoulder pieces and this massive helmet. And she has lights in it and this big gun on one of her hands. <laughs> it's just, it,
0: would this be like a uh, comfortable thing <laughs> to dress up in oh, or d- not? <laughs>
1: definitely not like i would need someone to help me with that if I... <laughs> but it's just yeah i just love making armors i feel like uh, it's it's something i didn't have a skill up until two years ago really because i started mm. making uh the armorer from mandalorian <laughs> and uh wow and, yeah and you know what would... the good thing about this is that there was a lot of like 3d files uh you know, around and I, cu- I could change a few things to fit my specifications. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of easy to fix. So I did 3D printed the armor and made it myself from scratch. And, uh, but yeah, and from there, I was like, I always loved Kelly from Extreme Ghostbusters. So I was like, yeah. okay, I, now I know how to do this. Let's try mm-hmm. something a little bit more intricate. Because I feel like Kelly's is slightly more intricate than the Mandalorian. But okay. yeah. Yeah, that's my thought. But uh, yeah, and um and I like to work with teams. So th- they're mm-hmm. always gonna be like a group of people I like to really work with. So like for instance, uh like I can't 3D design from scratch. So if I really something that I can't find anywhere on the internet, I'm gonna go to the dentist ladies who are um amazing 3D artists. And I was like, I need you know something up to my specifications, I need a armor that it's going to look like the cartoon but but it's also practical you know uh, in conventions and things like that and so we worked together in trying to make the perfect realistic but also kind of like cartoonish armor <laughs> and so she helped me doing the 3d design for that and then i 3d printed it and you know worked on it for ages because obviously of my job but uh it requires also a lot of work to like send down the print and you know um, paint and of ov- obviously you need to like do a lot of like tests to make sure you know the color is right to so certain parts and everything like that so it takes a while to get get it all together and uh, so yeah it, yeah I just love making armors. so like something like Seamus would be absolutely mind-blowing but I feel like this is Ex- extremely complicated and extremely expensive. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we'll see. But that would be kind of cool. Or maybe maybe some someone from uh, the video game Skyrim, because they had ah, really, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: they had really cool outfits. Like I feel like maybe like a bloodborne, or that would be really really cool.
0: <laughs> An interesting one. We're looking at the Mandalorian and kind of like Kylie stuff how long does it take to put all that kind of... I know there's two separate costumes, but how yeah. long does it actually take with the intricacy uh, of those kind of things and the printing and whatever? How, what kind of time frame are we talking
1: <laughs> about? Um, yeah, like I said, for Kelly it took me around six months. Uh, the armor definitely... Yeah, I would say maybe up to five months as well, because obviously, you know, she has... She has a lot of, like, uh, closing parts rather mm-hmm. than Kelly. She just has a jumpsuit and the rest is pretty much mm-hmm. 3D prints. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it took it takes quite a long time because, uh, you know, once you have your... I, I feel like printing the parts are, like, is the easiest thing. Uh, after that, you have to, you know, ascend everything by hand because, obviously, it's really hard to get into the cracks of all the armors and everything like that. Yeah. So that takes a lot of time to stand down and but also it takes a lot of time to you know prime an armor and then let it dry and then prime again and send again prime again send again and it's just it's a lot of back and forth and a lot of wasting time sometimes you know in between uh you know priming and painting and all that thing Uh but my favorite thing to do is definitely weathering I love weathering (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 just such one of my favorite thing to do and so every Um, time there's like a prop like that uh, yeah i'm gonna i I know i'm gonna have fun
0: (laughs) so why does weathering appeal to you so much i'm intrigued by that
1: oh it's just because there's like so many different techniques of weathering and i Mm -hmm. love finding the right tricks you know and uh I, i on top of like you know, gospels and Back to the Future and whatnot, I also have, like, a Fallout collection. Mm-hmm. And most of that collection uh, I, I made myself. And because it's a post-apocalyptic games, <laughs> a lot of things has to be weathered. And, uh, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I absolutely love, you know, like, making fake rust powder and, you know, like, making things rusty and dirty. And it's just, it's one of my favorite things. Like, absolutely love it.
0: So. That's yeah, I like that. That sounds pretty damn cool. And I forgot that you do the Back to the Future stuff.
1: Mm, yes,
0: <laughs> you also because you 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 do um, Lorraine, don't you? You've, dressed, mm. you've done cosplays Lorraine. Yeah, I forgot yes, I that.
1: did. Yeah, I think Back to the Future is my most. Uh, it definitely is my biggest collection. Um, I started maybe ten years ago, and uh, you know I started with with the. Easiest thing that you could collect and the, kind of like obvious, like the hoverboard and, you know, the, the camera and, uh, and yeah, all that's things. And, um, and then I started to like really get into uh, <laughs> like set props. I, I don't know why I was, I was fascinated by, uh, cause I, I, I keep putting my mind into like, how did these people You know, pick those items and why, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of things like that that is, it's so interesting to me. And uh, I started a collection uh, um, of the Blast from the Past shop from Back to Future, which is that little scene. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That little (laughs) scene.
0: I love Back to the Future, the the films. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so in the second movie, you see that little shop that has all these vintage vintage items which technically were from the same <laughs> era because you know <laughs> it's just so funny and and, and i i spent hours I, it's one of my favorite thing about prop collecting as well it's just like the search is so uh it's i love it like it's just so interesting to be able to like search something for hours and hours on the internet and that and you know that <clears throat> delight that you have once you find it and you're like Oh my God, that's it. You know, I
0: was going to say, it will be so rewarding when you get certain things.
1: Yes, yes. And it and vintage items is, you know, some of these things are really, really hard to acquire because people just throw things eventually. Uh, But uh, Americans love to keep stuff for some reason. (laughs) I found, (laughs) I found stuff in boxes from the eighties, the sixties, the seventies. And I'm like, how's this? How, why do you keep this? But it's just, insane you know i found like diet pepsi cans from the 80s it's just (laughs) this is insane yeah it it just makes the collection it's just absolutely fantastic i love having all these uh, you know niche items that people are like "Uh, what's this from
0: (laughs) what has been your most rewarding find then and and what has been your most tricky
1: oh oh my god okay um it's really funny because I feel like all of my items like kind of have a wee story behind them. Uh, even better. <laughs> so I have... Um, so in the Blast from the Past shop, actually, now I'm talking about that, there's yeah. um, a torchlight uh, that we we took ages with a friend to find the brand and it's like a Durabin, a torchlight and it's still in box, you know, in, in, in the movie. And that was really, really hard. I think it took me maybe... Uh, five years to find one like there wasn't even any pictures on the internet which is insane and so i uh, found it pop like it, it popped out on ebay and immediately bought it it was like 40 dollars i was like great you know it's not even that expensive got it and um and started to share on the internet people were like this is absolutely amazing you're crazy <laughs> i know <laughs> and um and eventually, uh, the seller that sold me that lamp was like, uh, can I have it back?
0: <laughs> really?
1: I was, yes. And I was like, um, no. And the guy was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you $100, $200, $300. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, this is mine now. <laughs> i will be
0: very intrigued. I'd be like, why do you want it back so much? Is there something <laughs> think- in this that, that I don't know about?
1: Yeah, I think it was because his dad was calling them and he didn't know that, and he just found it and he was oh, like, I'm right. gonna sell yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of these items that I feel like people, um, because it's just so rare and you don't really know that it's rare. And uh, and I don't know how they've done this, but in Back to Future, everything is rare, everything that's vintage <laughs> in that movie is rare, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just impossible to find. It's just, and I'm really, I'm really lucky that I started so long ago uh, because. Mm-hmm. I feel like 2015, you know, they started to have this craze about Back to the Future yeah. and everything, people started collecting stuff from Back to the Future. Like, everybody was wanted to have a piece of that, uh, you know, the collection, I'd say. And, uh, um, yeah, and some of this stuff is just, you can't find them at all or it's going to cost you 400 or $500, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> That's very good. I mean, I still kick myself for, well, when we hit, I mean, I did an actual, I was looking to go to Back to the Future Day screening where they showed all the films back to back mm. and people in cosplay, it was wonderful. Oh, but um, yes. at the time, they released a, uh, a a box set with kind of all, it's for all the films and it had uh, things like reproductions of you know, the, the the your Fired Facts and the, mm. the La La magazine and the um, Sports Almanac. That's yes. something I really wish I'd purchased at the time because it shot up in value like no one's business. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I can give you good names of people that make really good replicas if you want. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll the one, the
0: other, thank you. The other one I remember coming out that I absolutely kicked myself for not buying was the Pepsi Perfect.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That was, that seemed to come out and then suddenly vanish incredibly quickly.
1: Yes. I, man- I managed to get them all. So I have, I have every, uh, official releases because they actually made five bottles.
0: Wow. Uh, official. Well done, so, Emma.
1: Yeah, yes. So I have the, the original Pepsi that was released by Pepsi. And, uh, I think there's like, um, alternatives from other companies, uh, that are technically official, but not from Pepsi. Uh, they're like mm-hmm. from Universal or, and, uh, but I also have, um someone actually cast an original uh Pepsi perfect and made an amazing replica so i have one of those as well and wow. yeah and i have two screen used props actually uh i have the slice bottle uh, which is exactly like the the Pepsi perfects but it's like in the uh, in the McFly house in 2015 you see in the back and you yeah, yeah. also see in the cafe 80s but um, yeah, so I have that. That is like my precious, <laughs> and I have a, a production uh, prop that is the Pizza Hut bag as well. Yeah. Oh. Yes. This is. Uh, wow. And, and I'm so lucky that I, I I started collecting so early on again definitely. because those were <laughs> definitely not as expensive as they are now. <laughs> Trust me.
0: You Must have like amazing storage rooms and stuff. It must be like you know, the Ark of the cover itself. Oh, but... uh,
1: it's everywhere, <laughs> it's like in the kitchen, in the living room, in the bedroom. Yeah, it's absolutely everywhere. But and you
0: know, you have this... got a very understanding fiance. <laughs>
1: yes, he's the same, so ah, like, right, good, <laughs> he also collects like crazy. Uh, yeah, so it's. We don't live together just yet, but I feel like mm-hmm. the day that's going to happen, we're going to be <laughs> like, oh, my God, where, where are we going to put everything? <laughs> you know, it's like one of our discussions. <laughs> You're
0: going to have to buy, like, a Mega Mansion or something. And does uh, he do cosplay as well?
1: A little bit. He um, does. Uh, I mean, obviously he obviously loves Ghostbusters, so he has a jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's the only really uh, cosplay that is is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Also, I made him the... Uh, the Keymaster helmet as well
0: yeah oh made yes. from the colander yes
1: yes yes so i made that hip, that so sometimes he, he dress up as louis um but yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah he knows like we understand each other
0: <laughs> excellent excellent and who you obviously mentioned kind of like you managed, you you met kind of Laura at the Ghostbusters event mm. and you've had responses from Edgar Wright and other people who who have you met from kind of the film the, the film industry so have you been able to meet any of the people
1: i mean it's i mean i i met a lot of people through conventions because yes, uh, yeah. obviously this is the easiest way to be able to like meet with the stars <laughs> uh but i i the good thing is that some uh actors are really uh like approachable you know like yes. i yeah very much like i have yeah. yeah I have Jeffrey Westman in my uh friend's list, and mm-hmm. there's like a lot of people like also from uh the industry that is you know prop makers and things like that that like I know um people that worked on the original gallery and you know uh like Kevin Pike for instance is, Yeah, yeah. Wow. you know i I talked with Kevin Pike like who. It's, it's just—it's absolutely insane because you can like build, build this uh, spider web of connections, and uh, you know, and you know, and you be—you can meet people like that, you know, from connections. And uh, so, I—I f- I feel like most of the people I met uh, were through conventions, but I do talk a lot, uh, a lot of these people online most of the time. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs>
0: and it, but it is. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head on the fact that I've had previous conversations with kind of friends about this, that if you would at a certain point had looked at the ability to interact with people you will have seen in film or TV mm. or whatever, it would have seemed impossible.
1: Yes. And now
0: things have opened up so wonderfully that people can do that. And it's just quite a, a great thing to be able to do it, a, a far simpler thing than it would have been in the past.
1: Yes, definitely. Like, social media is absolutely wonderful for that because, you know, it's, you, you can nerd out with your favorite actors. <laughs> yeah,
0: very <laughs> you, true.
1: It's And it's weird because, you know, those people you feel like are really not approachable at all, but they're just, they're just normal people like you and I, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic.
0: When you've made props yourself, you know, replicas of props, uh, which, what's been the trickiest for you? Or, or and your favorite?
1: The trickiest. Um. Oh God, I, so, sorry, I have to. <laughs> like my brain is like flashback. You know, it's like oh, all <laughs> these props I've been making. Um, I
0: apologize for having stumped you. <laughs> I
1: yeah. I, I feel like maybe I um I made the blaster from Blade Runner, and so that was technically resin kit. So I didn't do yeah. it from scratch. But it was really... Because it, it had every parts, you know, literally like every part separate, like a real gun. And that was really, really intricate to like build that, I feel like. Um, definitely also the Keymaster's helmet was kind of complicated because mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I'm like a lunatic when it turns yeah. <laughs> in terms of like um, accuracy. So when when something is vintage and has been made in the 80s, I have to find the right pieces for it. You know, I have to use. <laughs> but that's
0: brilliant. That's yes. really, really good. That's what people it's... like to see.
1: I know, but it's just, <laughs> it... I make my life more complicated <laughs> when I do that. <laughs> so, so, like I said, I love researching. So, obviously, this is, uh, yeah, uh, something I love to do. So, yeah. Yeah. The key master helmet was a bit complicated because I had to find the right components. And usually, you know, it's like vintage components that are not really available. <laughs> so it took me a while to gather everything and like take, I took a lot of screenshots and like figured out where was where. And, uh, and then I also gra- like, I did, uh, the graphic for the Protect chin strap. So I designed it and I made everything out of vegan leather as well. And so, uh, Yeah. So that was definitely more complicated than (laughs) I thought would be. Um, uh, yeah, there's so many. Uh, I feel like every props, I was like this little thing that, uh, you know, is, is gonna, it's gonna have a barrier, I'd say, you know, and, uh, but it's the good thing about making props is just like even graphic design, it's, it's not like a linear process you know you Mm -hmm. have to teach yourself skills and sometimes you know it's like a a continuous uh skill you know and uh it's like it's so interesting i I really love doing that like finding new uh you know um, way of making props and uh, exploring different mediums and things like that so yeah well it's it's, and
0: also i guess the probably the great thing but also as you kind of said you're probably seeing yourself slightly crazy if you wanted to get it absolutely perfect and right yes
1: <laughs> oh yes i mean i spend so much money you know in like finding vintage items or like uh it's yeah it's, it's it just goes for everything like if my print isn't quite right i have i'm gonna have to reprint it like if uh yeah um yeah uh, it's it's yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs>
0: I don't but yeah, but come on, Ever, that isn't a bad thing. You know, at least you're not taking like a slap dash attitude to I, it and just throwing it together.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> and it's a thing that I you know, from a personal point of view, I, I always love and admire seeing that when I see people who do cosplay where it is that accurate, it's just incredibly impressive. Yeah. And it, it's it's dedication that is it's it's to a really good level and it's rewarding. Mm,
1: um definitely, what, yeah.
0: What advice, and this is kind of like a two-pronged thing, obviously mm. you are working in a industry that so many young boys and girls would want to be <laughs> in, which is the video game industry. Um, what advice would you give to anyone wanting to go into that field? And what advice would you give to anyone wanting to get into cosplay?
1: Um so for the video game industry i guess it really depends what you want to do within that industry because obviously mm-hmm. it's it's really broad uh but i'm i'm an lqa tester so i'm doing localization so i'm, I'm uh, testing languages so i i would say learn a language if you want to go because it's it's just you know it, they always look for uh you know bilingual or trilingual people And being able to speak another language is definitely, um, you know, a plus. And I feel like in, even in any kind of jobs, like if you be, if you can speak a different language, it's always, you know, going to be beneficial. And, um, so (laughs) yeah, learn a language, (laughs) um, and, uh, scope the internet for jobs, you know, interviews and, uh, so yeah, you you never know. Like it's uh, it's very interesting, and I feel like it's the kind of job also that you uh, you know you learn while you're doing it. So,
0: so there's definitely. continuous learning there, which is always yes. is always beneficial, isn't it? To do something where you you are continuously lear- continuously learning how to do things, improve That's and right. own your skills. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, because I, I didn't need any skills. Uh, you know, when I started video game testing, obviously. Uh, being able to speak three languages definitely helped. And uh, it's one of those jobs that you just learn while you're doing it and, you know, you learn the industry while doing it. So, yeah, definitely. And I feel like for cosplays, um, it's it's like um, I feel like if people really want to start cosplaying, I would tell them to, like, start simple and be, you know, Don't like don't fantasize about making a cosplay that you're never going to achieve and, you Mm -hmm. know, and get like really sad about because you couldn't do this or that. So I feel like just start uh, slow, Uh, start with something easy, start with something you're going to have fun with. And then if you really like uh, doing that, then, you know, build the skills that you're going to need for something more intricate. And, you know, it's, you know, it's something you have to learn also while you're doing it. And for graphic design, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, if you can do a course, uh, just go for it. Uh, I was really lucky because my course, um, it was obviously 3D design, uh, 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 like computer design, sorry. But Please. it was also uh, practical. And we did a lot of, like, things like, you know, uh, uh, boxes and packaging and uh, wood making and uh, uh, like lettering and uh, printing, and it was very versatile. Um, so I, I got really lucky with that course because <laughs> it really did help me, uh, getting the base of, uh, uh prop making and, mm-hmm. uh, cosplaying, uh, to some extent. So yeah, it was absolutely loved it. So. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Excellent. That's that's thank you for that. That's very good advice. And also it's I've got to banish if you can speak three languages, Emma, you pretty much gotta like you know a peg up on most people to begin with. <laughs> I sometimes I sometimes question this country if the the natives can actually speak English
1: properly, but that's that's <laughs> yes. by the by. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I mean Brexit doesn't help it, I have to say. <laughs>
0: Again, yeah, you and I I think are on a very similar <laughs> Mm. Wavelength on that one, yeah, let's so. go
1: there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have German family as well, so yeah, very oh. similar wavelength.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, now what I wanted to ask you is, obviously, you create these great props, you create these great costumes. Let you know, wipe the slate clean and just think: if you could work in any film, any TV, and get involved in that, what would it be?
1: Ooh. Oh, so like upcoming TVs? Or... Anything,
0: anything you want to do, you can go past, you can go present, you can future hell, you can create your own show if you want it, your own Ooh. film.
1: Well, they actually been they have been working on a Fallout TV show. Uh, really? And like a, yes, I don't know if you've seen. Like they shot a few things in Staten Island, and they had like this. Uh, like this shop, completely, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, shop uh, ah. in instead in state of Ireland, that was exactly like the video game. And I feel I like not,
0: no, I've not seen that. now.
1: Yes, and oh, oh my god, I would love to work on something like that. Like I feel like, uh, oh yes, just like I said, I love making props <laughs> dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love rusting things. Uh, it it would be such a treat, and having to be able also like to reproduce, uh, you know, uh, designs, uh, from the video game on screen that would be absolutely fantastic. This is already what I'm doing for my own collection, yeah, yeah. so I feel like yeah, yeah. this is something I would really, really have fun with. Um, another thing, I feel oh, the dark crystal.
0: Oh yeah, yeah uh, the Jim Henson stuff. Uh, yeah, I gotta remember God. that. Yes. Uh,
1: I don't know if you watched the new TV shows they released. Uh, was it like two years ago, maybe now?
0: It was, yeah, about two, yeah. Two, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely I,
1: I w- fantastic. Like
0: <laughs> I watched little bits of it, but yeah, God, I remember oh, that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely beautiful. Like it's obviously everything is practical, special effects. Uh, I mean, most of it anyway. Yes, and yeah. it's. Oh, I it would be such a delight to have done all of these little. You know, accessories and props and uh, that yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I think these two TV shows or even movies, uh, yeah, that would be great. Like the Dark Crystal movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, I I
0: remember seeing the Dark Crystal stuff as a child and being, I'm gonna be slightly alarmed as a child by it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it was it was very scary. Yeah, (laughs) feel like. But it, it, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Like the, all of the artistic process that's gone into it, it's just insane. Uh, yeah, the Jim Henson family is. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the stuff that they've created is amazing. Oh, absolutely incredible. When you look at things like Labyrinth as well, mm,
1: which oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. those are absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, Labyrinth would probably would have been one. I actually done a little Elo, um, worm. It's not really his name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he has a name, but I did a little Elo. Yeah, I know. Worm. I know the one you mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, uh, I, I absolutely love the Labyrinth. Like, I, I went to the, when I was in New York, I went to the Jim Henson, uh, museum and really? they had, yes, and they had, like all of the original Muppets and uh, so many costumes from the Dark Crystal and like the actual costumes from Labyrinth from, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gareth and and Sarah. And I was like, this is absolutely incredible. And you can see up close, like all of the details that they poured into these costumes and and props. It's just absolutely insane. (laughs) And I'm like... I, yeah, I was standing in front of these costumes for, like, half an hour. People were, like, trying to pass by. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, worry, I can't I, take my worry, eyes out I, of it.
0: Do you not worry. I understand that. I've You know, I've been there. When you're looking at kind of costumes up close mm. and things, and you really want to drink it all in and take it all in. And, yes. And, yeah. you know, I, I saw that when I – I mean, this is a very long time ago, but I – there was a, uh, it was in Edinburgh. There was a, um, a Star Trek exhibit on that mm-hmm. had all the things from the films and the, the costumes and bridge replicas. And they, they did it again in Blackpool. Uh, that I went to a few years ago and yeah, it's yes. just really interesting seeing the stuff up close.
1: Yes. <laughs> and That's yeah. nice to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, I feel like I really want to see, you know, original costumes from Star Trek because I feel yeah. like. It, it's, yeah, it's one of those shows, like, they had, because because of the time it was filmed, you know, it's not really, like, uh, you can't really see all the details that are right. into these props and costumes, and, uh, yeah, that would be really cool.
0: They are. Well, if, you, if, it, if it, you are after something like that, I think the Blackpool exhibit is still on. If you mm. go online, you can find details for that, but it had, like, the... The, the bridge set and things you could sit in it and it was all very oh. very kind of cool to see um yes <laughs> and I'm gonna ask you that I'm I'm gonna indulge the Star Trek question. Have you been watching Picard? Have you been enjoying yes. it if you've seen it Yes yes uh, so
1: I, <laughs> uh, I mean uh, I've been into this <laughs> I've been into this kind of like uh, uh headspace of Star Trek like for the last three years I just it's, I've decided to rewatch them all and I was like that's good
0: is- I like yes. that I can understand <laughs> that yeah
1: because <laughs> when, when I was younger I felt like you know I would watch it when it was on tv but like sometimes I wouldn't quite grasp you know the storyline because I would watch mm-hmm. it whenever it's on so like I was like okay like I know a lot I, li- I know I like Star-, Star Trek but obviously I don't yes. really know uh like really how it panned out so I was like you know what I'm gonna rewatch them all from A to Z you know <laughs> and um So, yeah, and so I watched Star Star Trek Picard, and, yeah, I thought it was really good. The second season definitely is better than the first Mm -hmm. one, I felt like. I really like, because the first one was really into uh, gathering all the stars from the original Yes, It was like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, the second one, yeah, definitely the storyline was very interesting. Uh, It was. It it picked up. And have
0: have you seen the episodes for the new series?
1: No, I haven't. Is it out yet? already yes out. it is
0: oh. it's already out and it's it feels more Star Trek mm. than the other two and I love both series one and two. Yes. Uh it feels more Star Trek in the style. Right. And you'll probably understand that if you yes, know, when you get exactly. to see it. Exactly.
1: Yes. I feel like uh, it, it was a bit the, the issue that most fans had with Discovery uh yes it didn't feel like you Know, like, very Star Trek It was like more mm-hmm. like an action Star Trek, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But, yeah, 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 no, I, I, I totally exactly understand. What you mean. Yeah, yes, but,
0: so, there's the, the it's definitely gone more Star Trek in the mm. Picard season three. Uh, Gemma, yes. please don't kill me for discussing Star Trek, but <laughs> <laughs> well, she has I to mean, edit.
1: Oh, god, I mean, there's like so many franchises that I love, so like, uh yeah. Like, I, I also love horror movies, like it's just not one thing. I like lo- I like every genre. So like more likely if you're gonna bring up something, I probably watched it. <laughs> yes,
0: I think the problem is you and I could talk for a very, very yes. long time. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm,
0: I'm not against doing that, but I think it could be a problem for recording.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I I'll be in trouble for this, don't you worry. <laughs> Sorry, Gemma. <laughs> so you have a a large ca- you know s- you know number of followers for the the cosplay and the, the 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 prop work you're doing. What's your interaction with your fan base been like?
1: Oh, it's been great. I mean, I, I'm kind of lucky that I don't have like a massive fan base like I you know, I have a lot of like followers, but mm-hmm. like it's it's still, you know, I don't have like, you know, Thirty thousand or fifty thousand. So I feel like it's easier to like, uh, you know, interact with them. Yes. And uh, and so people absolutely love, you know, sitting seeing stories of all of my, you know, props and 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 uh, cosplays, and they absolutely love seeing all of the, um, like, the work in progress pictures mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, every time I post something, there's like a lot of like people interacting to it, and it's just. Absolutely a blast because I, I get to like nerd out about you know my patient <laughs> with other people. It's just absolutely amazing. <clears throat> so yeah,
0: brilliant. That's good to hear. That's really that is very nice to hear that that there's, there's all been good.
1: I mean, it's the the that's the thing with the internet, isn't it? It's just like if you have more followers, uh, yes. you're gonna eventually bring people that you don't want in your. But yeah, when you're, uh, you know, when you have like a big uh, fan base, you start mm-hmm. to like attract people that you don't really want into your fan base and you're going to have haters and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, it comes with like notoriety on the internet, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of lucky that I'm not at that stage yet. And to be fair, I don't really want to, like, I kind of like having a small kind of like fan base and community where I can exchange with. And uh, so, Yeah. Definitely. A niche, a like a niche. niche. Yes, yes. yes. It's nice. Because <laughs> everybody, it feels like everybody's a friend. Do you know what I mean?
0: That's that's yeah. That's yes. cool. I like that. That's cool. Mm. I'm going to ask this. It's uh, it's one of the ones, Gemma, I always like to ask. If you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Ooh, um, I love to teleport. Mm. Oh, that would be great like no but by, by,
0: by your own <laughs> ability or star trek style
1: oh no my own ability okay <laughs> cuz there's like a limitation with star trek you know it's, you can't really it, yeah but let's pretend there's no uh, space travels and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would be great to be able like to travel to other countries in like you know a snap. like i uh, want to be in japan there you go you know in 2 seconds <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like it
1: uh, I yeah. like teleporting. it. That's teleporting. good. What about you, James? What would you well, have?
0: Well, teleporting is... I, mean, I really do like Emma because you're the only person who's given us teleporting. Is really? An I honestly swear to you. Yes, that's what <laughs> so I'm really impressed. That's a cool.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is such an amazing power. Like, yeah, teleport.
0: <laughs> you, I like it. You thought outside the box. Now, for me, I have two. It would either be... Uh, and I do go a bit too analytical on this, so you can tell me off. Um, it is one would be if it is a power, I don't know, the ability to have wishes. Could that be one? Like, you know,
1: yeah, I I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the other one I considered was time travel Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: you could travel back in time. And you've got to be able to go for, be travel back in time. You could buy stock at the exact <laughs> the right time in certain companies and come forward. You know, make a lot of money. Use that to provide yourself with money and use the money to help other people.
1: Oh, right. Because if you were going like Biff style and came back to future, I would have been mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm sell gonna, the, yeah, I'm not. I'm Yeah, I would not be doing uh <laughs> the Biff the Biff things, BIF thing, starting Biffco. And legalizing uh, gambling. Yes,
1: uh. yes. No, please don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yes, time, time travel will be a thing, but like, I think I would be too scared of, like, packing up the timelines. <laughs>
0: exactly. See, that is what I was about to say. Mm. As we both, uh, you know, students of the Back to the Future universe, yes. uh, would we screw up, the, you know, would my time travel screw up the timeline? Mm. Would I run the risk of creating the paradox situation? If I went yes. back in time, bought stock, would it change the the the, the company entirely? You know, it's, it's a tricky one. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. I mean, but, even in Star Trek, there's been a few instances where... That's true. Time travel Maybe. didn't really work for people's advantage, yeah.
0: So basically, we can come uh, to the conclusion, Emma, we're safe for sticking with teleporting like you suggested. <laughs> yes.
1: I feel like this is on my own timeline. It's fine. <laughs> oh, w- God.
0: Uh, when it comes to your cosplay that you're producing, what, what are what, what are you working on at the moment? What's the future planning, uh, Ooh, future stuff I... you've got in the the pipe?
1: Yeah, so I'm working currently on Rufio from Hook. Uh, I don't know if you watch Hook.
0: Oh, I know. Hug, yeah, yes, yeah. So you yes. you had me on a moment of surprise, of happy surprise pause there, because yeah, yes. yeah. I love, I love Hug. Love it's, that film. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, one of my. It's it's like I feel like the the. It's like the comfort movie. Like I love going yeah. back to it. You know what I mean? It's just so heartwarming. Uh, obviously, Robin Williams has yeah. always been uh, one of my favorite actors. And, uh but yeah, Rufio, so Dan- Dante Basco, who plays Rufio, is coming to Aberdeen uh month. Yeah, so I really wanted to, you know, make that costume for a long time. And since it's coming, I was like, this is the best opportunity. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> work on that. Yeah, and it's been, yeah, actually people, like, there's be- people loved seeing the work in progress on that costume. Because I feel like this is such, it's not really a character that you see very often either um so people actually loved uh seeing what i'm coming up with so yeah it's it's been a long process as well i think it's been like three months that i've been working on it uh but yeah i have like a massive list of like cosplays that i you know kind of have to finish and some of them are finished but i haven't had the time to like you know take pictures for them uh so yeah it's definitely you know (laughs) keep working on those um
0: Ever you produce will be wonderful and oh, thank uh, I, you. uh we i'm um, i can speak for myself i can speak for jammer i can speak for the salty tabos we will follow and look forward to see what you're going to create thank well, you. how do we find you how do how do our, our ah. listeners find you
1: <laughs> so you can find me on instagram at M-I-M-E-L-I-N, so e-m-m-a-m-e-l-i-g-n-e uh, i'm also on tiktok even though i'm not really using it that much but it's at Emma in Candyland. So just like Alice in Wonderland, but Emma in Candyland. Uh, and I'm also going by Emma in Candyland on Facebook. So, yes.
0: <laughs> okay, that is great. So please, everybody, have a have a look at Emma's stuff. It is well worth clicking the links, having a look, and following what she's doing because I am being very honest. Some of it is just mind-blowingly brilliant.
1: Thank you. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you for having
0: me. Cannot thank you enough for coming on. Thank you for giving us the time and having a chat with us. And yeah, we wish you all the best for the future. So thank you very much, Emma. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.